0: Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers, and you can learn more about me at live to 110com Today, we have another talk, a bonus talk from the Medicinal Supplement Summit. This is uh, one of the bonus speakers, Diane Kayser. She's going to be talking about the best supplements to optimize hormones and alleviate PMS. This is a really important talk because I I know so many of you out there are suffering from PMS and suffer horribly during your periods and this show, this talk, is going to really open your eyes as to why you're suffering so much because there are so many estrogenic chemicals in our body, so many different processes in our body aren't working correctly, so we're going to give you all the tips and tricks to help your body to get rid of this excess estrogen that is causing all of your miserable symptoms. But before we do that, I have to do the disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this uh, show, the summit, the podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and it's not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show. So, and sit back, enjoy, listen to a free bonus talk that I I did on the medicinal supplement summit i have another free bonus talk for you guys this is part of the medicinal supplement summit where i brought together all the health experts some of the best health and nutrition experts in the world for this summit because i'm truly committed to helping you experience vibrant health by making the right supplement choices you can learn more at medicinalsupplementsummit.com Today we're discussing the best supplements for PMS and optimizing your hormones. I know a lot of women out there are struggling with this and there are natural remedies to help you with PMS. Our expert today is Diane Kayser, the doctor's nutritionist. She helps clients all around the world, but most specifically in Orange County, California, where many doctors entrust their patients to her to teach them self-love through nutrition, meditation, fitness, and fulfilling their dreams. With a seven-year clinical background and lifelong experience, Diane is a passionate expert on reversing autoimmune disease, detoxification, natural fertility, digestive challenges, and energy upgrades. She's written programs and ebooks, e-books to teach her clients how to thrive, such as The Sexy Belly Guide, Hashimoto's Guide to Reversing Autoimmune Disease, and The Warrior Cleanse. They were born through her own health struggles, which she reversed through the tenets that she teaches. Her recent passion project is the Heart to Happiness Summit, where she herself brought together 25 experts from around the world to enlighten us to a greater version of ourselves through the heart to find happiness and reconnect with each other and our purpose. Diane's background is vast. She played pro soccer in both Germany and the US, owned a financial planning practice for eight years, then became a personal trainer, yoga teacher, and then nutritionist. Her awards, education, and certifications include a national level bodybuilding competitor, NASM personal trainer, RYT, global yoga teacher, functional diagnostic nutritionist, and she's currently studying to be a naturopathic doctor. She's got a lot going on. Diane, thank you so much for joining us on the summit.
1: Hey, what's going on, Wendy? I feel like I got to shorten that a little bit. (laughs) My attention span is low. I was like, hmm, let's get on with it. (laughs) But the woman's struggle with PMS to find solutions, right? That's how that whole uh, background was born anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so what's your story on on hormone destruction that piqued your passion for helping women to liberate their symptoms of PMS and, you know, find their sexy body?
1: Yeah, and that's just it, right? Like, we use the term sexy so much and so often today, and it's like, what really defines sexy for each person is different. But I think when I was 17, uh, the, my version of sexy was feeling not so blood clotty and not so cystic acne-y and not so depressed and really just being able to stay on the soccer field. Um, I, I love Paul Chuck. You may have heard of him, you know, FDN. We're both FDNers and that's how we know each other. And and thanks again for being on my summit. I enjoyed our interview because we're we're both detox sisters. And I think that this is such a, a important piece of thriving today to living to 110. I mean, detox is like something we have to be ahead of instead of responding to. So what Paul Check said that I have embodied since he said it, which I was like, oh, that was a perfect mic drop, drop moment. And I interviewed him for my, uh, my former radio show. He said, our dream has to be bigger than our nightmare. And if our dream is bigger than our nightmare, we're likely to fulfill and attain goals and attain a sexy body. But if our dream and our goal is like I just want to feel better. I just don't want to have these cramps, or I, I just want to get rid of this acne. And I feel like my whole life will be better. Or I just want to be able. There's this I just wanna stuff that we create, and it's like, well, that's that's really just sweeping up the the dirt without remodeling the house to make it look prettier. I mean, we that just doesn't sound like a very sexy dream. I just want to get rid of cramps. Well, that just sounds like <laughs> it sounds like hell. You know, I. I don't want to, I don't want to help women do that. And that's, that's what I was suffering from when I was 17. And that was when I started the birth control pill and it pretty much all went downhill from there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's a lot of women. I mean, I took the birth control for 25 years and constantly struggled with yeast infections, taking it and just saw no libido killed that. You know, I never even knew what that was. Um, but so let's, what does hormone imbalance look like for women? Like specifically estrogen dominance?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So it is said that the root of PMS, you know, the, the root of the symptoms of PMS is estrogen dominance. And it's like, God, estrogen, you sound so bossy or so dominant. And that's actually really the case is what happens in a woman's body is that estrogen is high relative to progesterone. And so women in menopause would be like, well, that sounds great. I would love more estrogen, but it's not necessarily that it's high estrogen, it's high estrogen in relationship to progesterone because they have a marriage, you know, estrogen and progesterone, they have a marriage. And so they need to be in complementary levels in order for us to feel sexy, look sexy, think sexy, act sexy, sleep sexy, sex, sexy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) make babies sexy, you know, and that's, that's just it. It's like you take the pill and you don't feel sexy because it causes a lot of the same symptoms that are what PMS feels like. So it's like, if you look at all of this, if you look at PMS symptoms, if you look at estrogen dominance system, um, symptoms, and if you look at Candida, they're they're very similar. So PMS, Candida, and estrogen dominance. And what is Candida? It's a fungus that grows in our body. So we'll get to that. But what did you? What was the question? Can it, what does it look like or what is it caused by? Yeah, so, so what does it look like for women? Like what kind of symptoms would they be symptoms. having? Okay. There, I want to make sure I cover all of them. So I took some notes, but, um, the, the main ones that, that if, if somebody is suffering from PMS and estrogen dominance are very similar. So I'm going to list just a few that, that come up when I hear PMS and I thought of the seven dwarves. (laughs) So (laughs) you got bloaty, um, moody, you've got snacky, you've got achy, sleepy, yeasty, and skinny now by skinny i don't mean trim i mean like the things that happen with your skin so that does need some clarification it could be zitty skinny um it could be yeasty where you've got like maybe a little dandruff going on maybe your hair's falling out could be cellulite so there's all different kinds of skin issues that can erupt from as a result of pms symptoms and when you break down bloaty, you've got like pudgy, which you've got extra fat, maybe some extra, you know, around the around the um, waist, around the thighs. You've got clotty, which could be thick bile from high estrogen that's stored in the gallbladder, and we'll talk about that too. Um, you can feel poopy, and that could cause your blood. <laughs> this is women's poo, by the way. It's, it's pink, and it looks just like this on the way out. But you can feel poopy, um, and that's a big problem that we're suffering from with estrogen dominance, too, is that we, when we're not pooping enough, then we have a backup of excess estrogen and candida. So we'll talk about that later, too. So a lot of these are um, PMS symptoms. And then when you look at uh, candida symptoms, they're very similar. So you feel lethargic or tired. You feel um, like you've lost your memory a bit. You get some brain fog going on, headaches and migraines, which also happens during PMS. Um, sugar cravings. You're going to go crazy on the sugar cravings. Yeah, I know me too. I mean, chocolate's okay. I saw you in a video the other day promoting chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I basically
0: white knucklet for chocolate. Uh, Around that time I get achy, too. It's just it's a lovely picture achy eating chocolate watching reruns of Law and Order.
1: Yeah (laughs) Or in my case documentaries about how to help women more or like yeah reruns of hmm, I don't know. I don't really watch reruns I guess but Sex and the City would be one of them and I tell my boyfriend I'm not coming over unless you have chocolate so And women, it's okay to eat chocolate. Um, Just try to make it dark chocolate if you can. Cacao is the highest antioxidant support for a magnesium in the body. And so that's actually what we're deficient in typically when we have PMS or hormonal imbalances. So side note, um, acne, skin infections, sinus infections, um, mood swings, vaginal yeast infections. So then you have, that looks just like PMS. So those were just candida symptoms. And then you've got estrogen dominance symptoms, which is like painful, heavy clotting, facial hair, PMS, PCOS, mood swings, ovarian cysts, acne, weight gain, menopause, migraines, breast cancer, hypothyroid, and hair loss. Don't they all sound familiar? Don't they all sound the same?
0: Yeah, sounds like so much fun. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that actually is what frustrates me the most, is that why does it have to be this way? Like when we're actually probably now 14 years old when we're starting, even 12 and 13 is when little girls are having their periods early. Um, they're having symptoms of breast swelling early, and a lot of that is caused today by xenoestrogens, which are artificial estrogens that are in our food supply or in our water. Um, they're in our personal care products, and we're gonna talk about those today, too. So. It happens at an early age. And what I really want to impart upon women and their mothers and their grandmas and their sisters and their girlfriends and their cousins and just everybody and even their significant others that are male counterparts. We've gotta know how to support women because women are what makes this world go round. We're we're the nurturers. We're supposed to be anyway, but when we're PMSing, we don't wanna nurture anyone. We're too busy. Nurturing ourselves in the bathroom and then we can't nurture anyone in the bathroom in in the bedroom because we don't have a sex drive So it just shouldn't be this curse It should be actually something that's a a beautiful detoxification process and menopause in tribal, you know, countries They're celebrating that phase of their life So I really want to make this a video where women can learn more about how to make this a celebration how to learn even more about the lunar cycles and how to be an activist about our hormones to learn more about ourselves and to learn what these symptoms mean, so we can actually do something about it that's natural instead of just like demonizing what's happening down there. Is that a good summary?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 strange because like, how does one hormone have so much influence on society today, from economics to family dynamics and you know, sex life, marriage, divorce rates? I mean, so much is tied up in estrogen.
1: Yeah, this is. Okay. And you do HTMAs. You're, you're awesome. I love your, your mineral program. And what I learned when I did mine in 2013, Wendy, it was my hair tissue mineral analysis. That's what that stands for is, and I'm a huge advocate for natural birth control, um, and natural birth control. What does that even mean? You know, the, the natural, um, fertility method and just knowing what it means where you are in your cycle like today i'm on day 14 it's my lucky number 14 and um, that means that i'm ovulating and that means it's a perfect time to get pregnant if i wanted to i have a perfect 28 day cycle which is what we're supposed to have but a lot of women don't have that and when women don't have that they bleed twice a month maybe they bleed once every three months or maybe they bleed like consistently throughout the month or they have PCOS or endometriosis inflammation going on down there those just don't sound pretty and when a woman isn't happy there's a lot of arguments going on and it makes me sad to think that a lot of women literally think they're going crazy because when our hormones are fluctuating the way that they are cortisol you know cortisol i mean most people know cortisol have you talked a lot about about a lot about cortisol in the summit so far
0: no not really not very much really? a
1: little bit when we talked about adaptogenic herbs and things like that okay a little bit okay. yeah so stress any kind of stress. And this is what you're going to hear from your doctors. Your doctor's going to say, Oh, reduce stress. Well, what does that even look like? Like we then think that stress is this thing that we're imparting upon ourselves. It's only emotional. And we're like, but we feel emotional because of our periods. So now you're saying to deal with it better, but I don't know how I'm overwhelmed. And stress can come from all areas. It could come from, like I said, the environment, it can come from the foods that we're eating. Um, it can come from our kids, but If we're not able to respond to stress well, it's typically because of what I call the tau of women's hormones. And that's your thyroid, your adrenals, and your ovaries. They are all responsible for creating and manifesting and metabolizing different hormones. Hormones are metabolized by the liver and the colon. We'll get to that later. But if those three are off, then our whole body's off and we don't feel like we're ourselves anymore. We're literally out of the body. And... In the mind, there's receptor sites for neurotransmitters and those are our happy things that that chemicals bind to parts of the brain that tell us to feel something, which you know, GABA calms us down and serotonin calms us down and makes us feel good. When we're stressed, our body makes cortisol. That's like the first priority. Any kind of stress, cortisol, first priority. My dog is snoring, I have to throw a pen at her. (laughs) (laughs) So she has no cortisol right now because she's sleeping, hopefully. Um, She's resting. Um, melatonin is what calms us down and makes us to <laughs> sleep. We can't sleep if cortisol is high, right? So hey, good segue. But if we have a lot of cortisol, it competes for those receptor sites in the brain. And so GABA and serotonin can't do their thing. And so we're feeling literally wired and tired. And so when, we, when we're experiencing that, we're not sleeping well, we're not sexing well, and a woman thinks it's all on her. This is a, a, something she was born with, it's a crisis. She, her, her mom is maybe this way. And it's not necessarily the genetics that are passed down to us. It's more like the, the microbiome, the, the, um, the bacteria and in, in the vagina that the, when we pass through our mom's vagina, she gives us our immunity with the microbiome. Now, there's a new thing called the astrobilome that actually creates all that. We'll talk about that later. But if we're not self, then we're not whole for our significant others or our work. And the, the most missed work for women is cramps women are missing two to three weeks a year, a year, because of cramps. And if you think about that, that's like if the average woman makes four grand a month, that's like two to $3,000 a year going to waste just from cramps. So if you fix one thing today, we're working on PMS, imagine your life if you can start to fix that.
0: Yes, and so estrogen dominance, so what causes estrogen dominance exactly?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, Wendy. It, it's from a lot of things. So, estrogen dominance. You know, for I would say that the number one thing that we need to talk about today is the when when a when a girl is fifteen, sixteen, maybe she's starting to experience the side effects of it, and side effects of too much estrogen. Because at that point, you're like, oh, it's her ovaries' fault, right? You're thinking like it's it's her fault. It's it's really not. It's what we're exposed to, and the the lack of education. Then maybe our moms don't even know. Maybe our mom has bad PMS problems too, which that was the the same case with me. Um, And maybe was it, did your mom have bad periods too? You know what? She didn't. That's one
0: thing I've never really had an issue with. Um, But definitely she never really had issues. But once I, I had issues for a little while, but when I really clean up my diet and cut out sugar and detox my body, I don't even know that it's coming. I mean, it's just like smooth. I don't have cramps. There's nothing Um, And that's how, how it should be, how it can be for a lot of women when they clean up every area of their life.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's really the answer. What you just mentioned is, um, is how does it even come about? And that is poor diet. So it's diet, lifestyle, lack of movement. So I'll go through, I mean, everybody knows we should be moving more. Everybody knows that. But, um, specifically our body is made up of about 75% lymph. And it's crazy because doctors test blood tests, but they are no one's really testing for lymph. And lymph is the gall, like the garbage disposal of our of our body. And if 75% of our body is lymph, or approximately around there, then why aren't we focusing on detoxing that? Because that's where a lot of the estrogens get stored. And lymph is detoxed best when we're moving. So that's why when you think about all these lymph nodes, where they are in the body, they're here, they're in our armpits, they're in our groin. So our bodies move like this, and it stimulates the release of um, bad lymph. You know, Let's just say the waist, right? And so we're not moving enough. So we have stagnant lymph, which is... Holding on to estrogens throughout the body, and so they just keep getting recirculated throughout the body. So that's a big one, is, is movement. And 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 you know, go go jump in a, a trampoline. A lot of that's coming back now. Like there's a bunch of trampoline parks. I know probably not a lot in LA, but in Orange County, there's like trampoline parks everywhere. So go be a kid again. I mean that's part of it too. Reduce stress. Go be a kid again. Increase oxytocin. Have some more sex. So these are all things that we're not doing much of. Is not enough joy. So that's the second piece of it. Um, And then the third piece of it is diet. So we really need to eat more vegetables. And I don't know how else to say this, but maybe I'll make like a cute little Superwoman shirt with like a broccoli coming out of my head or something. But um, and then and then go to kids schools and talk about the importance of bringing back cruciferous vegetables and knowing where they're coming from and getting organic ones and maybe even going to an organic farm and seeing how they're raised. But fiber in our diet is so important, but fiber in our diet specifically from these cruciferous vegetables and they're in the indole family. So you've got like kale, you've got, I know, I know kale. The last thing you're going to want to hear a nutritionist say is eat more kale, but it's so true. Um, you know, do you, do you ever prescribe food like that as medicine? I do. I do. (laughs) Yes. You have to eat more
0: cruciferous vegetables. You can't get enough sulfur.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't. Um, and then broccoli bok choy and you know cook them different ways just enjoy them and rotate them don't do something over and over so much to the point where you get sick of it either because i have a lot of people who eat like the same foods throughout the week and they're like i'm so sick of broccoli i'm like well keep it variable but those those there's elements that are called dim and indole 3 carbon and that in these vegetables those are the compounds that help detox estrogen from the liver and a lot of us are constipated. We're not getting rid of this enough in our lives, right? So we're just holding on to literally toxic waste and just keeps getting recirculated throughout the body. It's like taking a bath and then leaving the water and then taking a bath in the same water the next day and then taking a bath in the same water the next day. It's like, ew. <laughs> so if we don't get our body circulating these deadly toxins, and I mean deadly by the by way of they're cancer-causing. They stimulate cancer growth in the body. and not just any estrogen, but, but too much estrogen and a lot of these negative xenoestrogens that is the fourth piece of this, which is we're getting it a lot in our food supply. So if you are eating vegetables, like I just mentioned, try to get them organic guys, because the pesticides and the herbicides and the fungicides that they're using to grow these are extremely xenoestrogenic. And so what they do, what that means is that they'll bind to an estrogen receptor site and act just like our own estrogen in the body, and it confuses the body. And so the body thinks there's enough estrogen and it'll downrate progesterone. Progesterone is so important to keep inflammation down, so also to keep, to prevent blood clotting and to make beautiful have beautiful skin glow. So they're both important, but as you can hear, they're important in the delicate amounts. So, um, and then the next question, question you're probably going to ask is um you know about estrogen in birth control pills that's also the thing that doctors prescribe to help with the symptoms of estrogen dominance but then actually creates more of the same thing which is a double-edged sword like a catch-22 oops
0: yeah so why is that not a good idea
1: (laughs) yeah right um it's not a good idea for a number of reasons so birth control specifically and that's what started this whole thing is like our dream comes out of our nightmare sometimes and that's exactly what happened with me in this situation is that my My it, when I was 17 My dream was to be a professional soccer player And I'm not gonna do that when I'm missing three days of school in a row from cramps and all the other problems that I had so I started birth control when I was 17 and That's what actually started all of the other cascade of problems. So and this is for me but also what I see and a lot of the patients and, and clients that I work with around the world and locally here is that they're prescribed birth control, which will increase synthetic estrogen in the body and confuses the body. The body's like, oh, well, if you got this, then I don't need to make any. So you're good. Cool. So that's why getting off of the pill is so hard, but it also decreases vitamins that are super essential for pooping, like Mm -hmm. magnesium is one of them. And you know, zinc is another one, which is if you are low zinc, then you're low sex drive. Um, B vitamins are super critical. Those are important for energy. They also make hormones. So B plus cholesterol or fat makes hormones. So if you're on a low fat diet, rethink that also, um, it's important, the quality of fats. And then also birth control will, when it increases estrogen in the body, synthetic estrogen, it says hey, candida, let's grow. And so candida is that fungus I talked about earlier. And when we have a lot of candida in the body, we have similar symptoms of PMS. So those three all sounded very similar. When you've got high candida, the immune system is low also. And then you also have maybe an autoimmune disease. I got an autoimmune disease when I went to the doctor. I was 22 and I was like, I swear there's something wrong with my thyroid. I looked it all up online. And there was, there was online back then, that was 15 years ago. And they're like, no, your, 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 your thyroid's fine. They checked three things. Um, they checked TSH, T3, and T4. They didn't look at my antibodies, which was super important. And every, they said everything looks fine. And I kept going, no, it's my thyroid. Now come to find that estrogen dominance is actually one of the potential causes for hypothyroidism because estrogen, cortisol, these things, are they're bossy. Remember, estrogen's bossy. It goes in and it can bind to where the thyroid hormones would bind to our the thyroid receptor sites. And so thyroid can't work. And then then hypothyroid is very likely. That's probably what happened to me when I took birth control pills. And, like, it was all these things. And then I also, gallbladder dysfunction, um, high gallbladder issues. A lot of women, when you get high levels of estrogen and then can't get them out with uh, peeing enough, well, a lot of women actually get up, like, two. In the morning to pee and that's likely a cause of liver congestion and trying to get all this synthetic stuff out estrogens and they're not pooping enough so they just keep recirculating and when that happens it gets stored somewhere it gets has to get stored in the gallbladder as bile high cholesterol then you've got again the estrogen keeps cycling and then oh well maybe let's take the gallbladder out oops so it just keeps happening with these things or you may end up on five, six, seven different drugs and the removal of some parts down the road if you don't get to the root cause of the problem.
0: So so what are some of the, the root causes of estrogen? Talk about, you know, one that's really under addressed when approaching hormone balance today.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. So we just talked a lot about um, we talked a lot about the liver just now. It's also important to talk about the gut, so the colon and Remember that word I said earlier, astrobilome? Have you ever heard of that? Astrobilone? astrobalome No, I have not. It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so, you know, the microbiome, right, the gut's being researched so much, and, like, gut bacteria is so important, and probiotics are all the craze. You know, get as much probiotics as you can, but then you got to be careful about some probiotics. Now, if you look at, like, kombuchas and stuff, some of them are really high in sugar. So, like you said earlier, it's important to keep a low-sugar diet, because sugar feeds candida, sugar feeds estrogen, and then one side note or that I didn't mention earlier is the copper, the copper IUD is one thing that women are doing now um as birth control that as you know and you probably talk a lot about to your clients with about is that copper attracts estrogen, attracts yeast. And when I had my copper IUD I felt like a psycho person. <laughs> I had all three of those things were super high. So um so going back to the question which was the gut, so this is the one thing that is going unaddressed is the estrobilome and that is a lot of focus on when you put something in your mouth, when you take a bite, every time you take a bite, you're either feeding the good guys or the bad guys. So who do you want to feed, Wendy? Good guys or bad guys? I want to feed the good guys. Yay, hooray, we want to feed the good guys. (laughs) The princess poops, we want to have princess poops, right? So we want to feed the good girls in our case. And feeding the good girls would be things like probiotics, prebiotics, kimchi, sauerkraut, um, fiber, and then also making sure that you've got a good, healthy microbiome in there to begin with. So I recommend taking probiotics every day. Um, if it starts to ag- aggravate your gut, maybe every other day, because everybody's different. There's all different kinds of probiotics that are out there. The the future of, of research for pretty much every disease begins in the colon. As Hippocrates said, all disease begins in the colon and in the gut. And so now what we're learning about the, this microbiome, the taking probiotics adds to our microbiome, which is the species of gut bacteria that govern like everything. They, they release and synthesize vitamins and hormones even too. They make hormones. So it's like this second endocrine system. They call it the second gut, now they're calling it the second endocrine system. And so while we're, while we're feeding the gut m- microbiome, we're also supporting the astrobilome, which is this species, this little sorority, you know, the sisters in a sorority, that support the metabolism and the synthesization of the bad and the good estrogen. So you may have heard of like the um hydroxyestrones or those like the two and the four and the 16. The four and the 16, and there's a lot of talk about this now in breast cancer research. The four and the 16 are the, are the quote unquote bad. This is current research anyway. So the estrobolome helps to get rid of the bad ones from the gut and the liver and then the two is the positive. So when we look at women who have um, higher rates of prevalence of um, breast cancer, um, endometrial uterine cancer, these women had more four and 16 metabolites that weren't being flushed. And so what we want in, in the gut is we want more good guys than bad guys. We're still not really sure what the exact number is gonna be, like percentage of good guys to bad guys. they are still trying to figure that out because everybody's microbiome is as unique as their as their thumbprint. And So one thing that's not going addressed is, hey, if you've got PMS, if you've got women's, any kind of hormonal imbalances, why don't we look to the root? And if you think about the tree, the root is, it comes out of the soil. And our soil is the colon. And if there's more bad guys than good, you know, even things like bad guys would be like yeast. And yeast releases waste in the body. And that waste looks just like estrogen in the body. So it's another cue that the body goes, wait a second, there's enough estrogen. Then that starts going in and poking holes in the digestive tract, and it starts leaking everywhere. And then you have hair issues, migraines, ha- headaches. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. So, I hope that was a pretty succinct way of explaining it. That we need to get to the root of all these things instead of just working with these upstream symptoms.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I know so many people that have liver issues, and you know, the liver metabolizes excess estrogen and. You know, it just millions of people have fatty liver disease and their livers are just so overloaded dealing with all these toxins and dealing with sugar and refined grains in the diet, and it's no wonder that people have estrogen dominance. And so a lot of women suffer during their menstrual cycle. So what what exactly is it that causes PMS symptoms?
1: Oh yeah, PMS symptoms can come from a number of places, but the but the root of PMS symptoms are in the estrogen dominance and candida. So it's, it's so interesting and, and sad that PMS can come from the body goes, oh, estrogen, it's running around the body. And we can create our own autoimmune reaction to this candida and estrogen because the body is just confused. It just starts attacking our own estrogen. And then what gets into the cells are the synthetic estrogens. So, there's a whole bunch of different things that can cause that, but that's one that's also not being addressed is do we are we literally attacking our own self when it comes to pMS? is it is it even more complex than that? The solutions don't have to be complex. But the underpinnings of all of these chemicals that we're being exposed to that are getting into the cells need to be addressed first, and they're not. They're not. like ninety, i I say this lately. that's been the like kind of a way for me to explain it to clients is that, like 90% of foods in the drugstore are drugs, or foods in the grocery store are drugs. When you think about all the additives, they're they're not made from nature. It's like when you when you get like a packet of Sweet and Low, oh I got that from the Sweet and Low tree. No, no, this doesn't come from a tree. Um, a lot of these things are made in a lab, and they're made to taste like something else to trick the body. And when we're consuming things like artificial sweeteners, the body goes, oh well, we got to prepare for sugar, and then there comes the food cravings, and so that's a part of it too. Is is the foods like the, even the MSG? their are neurotoxins, they're excitotoxins. The body actually wants more of them, and we continue to eat more of the things that are estrogen-like, and the things that are estrogen-like in our food supply would be, uh, and food and personal care product supply, um, we've got you know meat, dairy, and eggs, which I already talked about, which have a lot of hormones like poor cows today. I don't know if you guys have seen documentaries like food ink and, um, um, forks over knives, but it doesn't mean I'm not a big advocate of meat free, but I'm, I'm an advocate of finding, you know, meat me like meat, I'm going to, I'm going to meet a client where they're at with respect to their body. Cause the, the paleo diet is pretty heavy meat from our perception of it, but you can still eat paleo, but just eat, you know, higher amounts of vegetables. So what proportion of meat is right for you is different for each person. I don't do so well with a high meat diet. And that's going to depend on each person. So it just following macros that everybody else says that you should, as per what I was told as a bodybuilder doesn't work. And that's another thing that is women are told, you know, you should eat six meals a day and eat like bikini competitors. Like, no, that actual excess meat, especially depending on where, where it's coming from, could actually rise estrogen levels in the body. It, it, it's, it is a study, Wendy, and I don't, I don't advocate vegetarian for all clients, but I do say that lots of vegetables obviously are really powerful in detoxifying um, dangerous estrogens or or even just metabolites of normal estrogens in the liver so they don't recirculate. But the, um, the, the cruciferous family it's tough because we need to get about two pounds of, you know, the broccoli and the indole threes. We need to get two pounds of that, one to two pounds of it. So we'll talk about supplementation last. But those are those are important to flush estrogen, and it's important to get those in vegetables. But they do find, and this is the one of the studies that I came across, is that women who eat vegetarian diets more plants, they have three to four times more estrogen metabolites in their urine and in their stool, in their prints this poops (laughs) Mm -hmm. than women who eat a lot of meat. So these are just things to consider, right? Just because you hear someone on a bodybuilding diet, doesn't mean it's for you. Just because you hear someone say, eat six meals a day does not mean that's for you because we really should give our body four hours of space in between our meals and try not to snack so much on the high sugar things. Oh, but it's gluten-free. 75% of people think that they are eating a healthy diet but it's because of all this labeling. So just be careful about the labeling that you see. And then of course, um, more xenoestrogens is BPA. So I recommend people drink out of water bottles like this and using things like the Berkey water system, which is a really inexpensive way to filter out the things that our municipalities can't because tap water contains a lot of um, pharmaceuticals, you know, specifically um, benzodiazepines, mood altering drugs, estrogens from birth controls that we just can't filter out because they're too small and then stop drinking plastic water bottles. Stop drinking from plastic water bottles, please and then parabens personal care products I mean, it keeps going on and on but that's just a little sampling of it
0: Yeah, and so was what is a way that women since we're so bombarded with all of these estrogenic chemicals do you advocate infrared saunas for? Sweating
1: out all these estrogens. Yeah Sweating is good. So I actually learned this for you from you Wendy uh, because I I, there's so much to learn about detoxification. And of course I'm an advocate of sweating, of course. And like the number one way that we detoxify is through the breath. And so when we also detoxify from our skin, our largest absorbent organ and our largest organ, um, we're actually releasing things from the, the higher levels, like the like the lymph is right next to the skin. And so I learned it from me, the infrared sauna is better than just a regular sauna. So I've been incorporating that into my clients' lives and doing that myself. So yes, big time. Uh, But of course, I also like hot yoga, not like crazy intense 105 degree all the time hot yoga, but just like more like 80, 90 degree yoga. Um, Deep breathing is also huge for reducing cortisol. So your receptor sites can welcome in the good hormones like progesterone in the right amounts. And also, of course, sex. You know, sex is another good way of reducing stress and detoxifying the body. So, um, what was the question that you had asked? And then you asked about the sauna.
0: Yeah, well, just uh, you know, for women that want to detox these excess estrogens, I think that mm-hmm. the infrared sauna is an amazing way to do that. I think that was my yeah. only, only question.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I also like uh, enemas. Yeah, I like enemas <laughs> yes, too. Yeah, coffee you enemas and enemas yeah. are great. I love coffee enemas. In fact, I tried to when I first started doing coffee enemas. I I ran across several tutorials on YouTube. And I was like, these are so boring and scary and intimidating. So I actually made quite a few YouTube videos on how to do an enema where you actually can see me doing an enema, not all the way down, but (laughs) getting the idea. And um, people found it pretty funny. So it, it just, we really have to literally pun intended, lighten our load when it comes to some of these things and be mature about it. And make it a priority because most people wait until they're like 20 to 30% of functionality before they do anything. And you, you know, when do we want people to feel like 60, 70% at least (laughs) not 20 or 30 when cancer hits and autoimmune disease hits and they're like barely making it even across the street.
0: Yeah. Don't wait until you can't even walk anymore. Don't wait until you're so exhausted. You can't work. (laughs) If you feel tired today, now is the time to start doing something before something else breaks down the road. So fatigue exactly. fatigue, I think is one of the first signs of issues. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I love coffee enemas because a lot of people, like I said, their livers are thrashed and the liver detoxes, ex- metabolizes excess estrogen and the coffee enema, amazing way to detox it, get it working better and get rid of those excess estrogens. And so let's talk about supplements. What are some of the heavy Yay. hitting versus like heavy bleeding solutions that yeah, right. you, you can offer to our our women warriors that are listening that they can start now to you know to help to stabilize their hormones and to you know to free up their their fat and their fatigue and their frustration.
1: <laughs> yeah, big time. I actually did a video series and it's going to be part of my free gift today is you know, free the fat, fatigue, and frustration, because I know that that's like the number one thing that people are feeling right now is just frustrated. They, um, they're, they're, they've already tried a number of the drugs I talked about today, and I, I'm not demonizing doctors. I'm not demonizing, you know, the, the people who are prescribing them because it's what we're taught. In fact, I was even looking at a slideshow that showed what doctors are taught today. If like a patient asks, "I, I have low sex drive," and the, the doctor is led to say trained to say at least in the slideshow I saw um, well you know it, everyone feels this way <laughs> like like we said earlier it's maybe it's totally common and like a lot of your sisters and and cousins and girlfriends are feeling this way but it's not normal like to have any symptom is not normal so you probably have been prescribed other things and maybe you're looking to get off of them so if you are please work with the doctor because none of this is, um, and I'm sure you put all the disclaimers before this one, you're a smart chick. But so none of this is intended to be any kind of advice that, that medical advice that you might get from your doctor. So that's number one. Um, I love B vitamins because and I talked about this uh, I think earlier B vitamins are like the cofactors they're they're the 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 BFFs in your in your body that that get things done they're kind of like the ubers like they take things where they need to be um they're a huge cofactor in estrogen metabolism and also getting rid of the bad estrogens even in the colon so there's a huge preponderance of things that B vitamins are responsible for um they make hormones also you know our um our adrenals make sex, stress, and sleep hormones. And when stress is number one, we're burning out our B vitamins pretty quick. So who has stress in their life? Who? Yeah. Who thinks it's going to go away anytime soon? (laughs) So as long as you've got stress in your life, you've got to have B vitamins to help because B vitamins make hormones. So when you, when you need more hormones to come to help you, when you've got stress in your life, B vitamins are really important. B vitamins and then healthy fats, of course, too. So and then they also help to elevate your mood with neurotransmitters. There's a whole bunch of things that B vitamins do. I like to wrap B vitamins in a healthy, like multi mineral multivitamins. So most of it's already included in it. Uh, Some people like to keep it separate if they're more perfectionist about it. But I find that most people really want to simplify things. So as much as I can help people simplify, you know, the the good B's, making sure it's methylfolate and not folic acid, um, that those are all in one. If you can get it that way, if you've got a good one, that's not going to have a lot of other things that you don't want. Uh, The other thing is you know, Phospholtidyl serene is just a side note for a lot of people who really and this is more advanced, people who really just can't get rid of like they can't control their stress, or just kind of always in stress mode. It helps to reduce cortisol in the body. So um if you're not really up for doing yoga or chilling out, if you're like a high powered woman, you're like go, 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 then maybe that will work if other things haven't. So it's just a side note. A big, big, big one is primrose oil. So you may have heard of primrose oil. It's I like to say it's the primer. So primrose is like the primer in, in our body, in our blood. It it really, it's, it's an essential fatty acid, meaning that we can't make it on our own. We can get it from plants. So a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about today is plant-based. It's not in a cream. Uh, and I'll side note that later on why taking just progesterone cream is not really the best idea, but, um, but the primrose, I take it and I have clients take it from the first day to the 14th day of ovulation and I get more detailed about this in the free gift and the free ebook that I have for you ladies. Um, but specifically there's the essential sixes, essential omega sixes that support what's called prostaglandin production and that helps reduce blood clotting and inflammation. So there's a lot of bits to primrose oil that help support our PMS and just, I would say ovulation cycle in general and you know you could also cut up a, a capsule. Sometimes I put it on my face. It's an oil, um, so it also helps with the kind of the skin glow, if you will. So that's another one. I love primrose oil. That's also included in the in the uh, the little kit I've got for you guys. If you want to do a little um, women's health package, I have that for you too. So primrose oil, I love it. And then also things like, of course, we talked about zinc earlier. Um, zinc is also created by our microbiome, like the bacteria in our in our gut. They make vitamins, they synthesize vitamins, and the estrobilome, right, needs things like zinc, which also plays a huge role in hormone production and balance. And it's it's one of those vitamins that helps to increase progesterone levels and lower estrogen. So I've seen so many people, and I find it so irresponsible that people are receiving things from the doctor, they're taking progesterone creams, they're taking progesterone enhancers, whatever they are, but those are so those can be so disastrous because, again, progesterone, yeah, it's low and that's the problem, but looking back to the root cause of why it's the problem and supporting that, you won't have to address it again you might have to be on a progesterone cream for a longer period in your life and they see that high levels of progesterone that get stored in fat and bile got higher odds of cancer. I was on the, you know, the progesterone shot, Wendy, the Depo-Provera. Yeah. was on that for seven years. I didn't have a period for seven years. And so therefore it increases our odds of ovarian cancer because those tissues aren't releasing. It's it's just not a good thing. It's like saying, Hey, we're not gonna flush flush the trash for seven years. Yeah. Hey, but I shouldn't call I I shouldn't call our goddess garden trash, but yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, so that's, that's another one. Um, but more than 70% of women don't have enough zinc. That's why, hey, oysters, mm, aphrodisiac. And then men too, men don't get enough zinc most of the time. So if you can get enough zinc, that's also going to help to increase progesterone naturally. And so these are things that I recommend to clients. Uh, another one is black cohosh. So there's a lot of, um, things that we can get from nature and black cohosh is another one. It, it can, it serves as a natural building block of progesterone. And it's the only known natural substance that can raise progesterone levels that we know of, or the research that I found anyway. So it's, it's was used a long time ago for medicinal purposes. So they're kind of, it's like making a comeback and it's in the formula that I'm recommending as part of the trio package that I've got as you um, a special for you. Um, and then it's important to understand too, that, you know, Wendy, if we do all these tests and run a test to see where people are at with their estrogen and progesterone. We could be running tests forever and estrogen, estrogen, progesterone, they're doing this. and But it's so hard to capture that. It's hard, it's invasive to do a 30-day test to look at hormones or 28-day test to look at hormones the whole time. Um, we're doing urine tests. We get, people are coming to us over-tested a lot of the times. They've done a lot of tests but they're still not getting to the root. So it's important to understand that some of these things that you can take like black cohosh is one of them that can help your body stabilize on its own. So it's not about giving your body what it doesn't have because it's hard to capture that on a test. It's giving the body's ability to regulate it on its own. So we're supporting the glands, we're not supporting the body by giving it hormones. And I hope that makes sense because our glands are what makes the hormones and so too does that microbiome. You know, there's the liver makes hormones too but the glands are primarily what makes the hormones, the tau, thyroid, adrenal, ovaries. And so we wanna support those to be released in unison and then detox properly through the liver and the stool. So that's another really big one. And then magnesium. I mean, I've got amounts of how much you guys, I, I suggest that you might consider taking on a daily basis for each one of these things, but magnesium is huge. Magnesium is important for so many things, but it's, it's required to metabolize estrogen primarily. And so when we're talking about estrogen dominance, it helps to flush the bad estrogens out. It helps to regulate estrogen and progesterone to natural levels that your body needs and likes and wants. And it also will help to support sleep patterns. So when I take magnesium, I know I get more drowsy in the right times, drowsy in a good way, like my body's cueing me to go to sleep. Um, Also helps for princess poops too. It's a lot of constipation, right? So magnesium is also very powerful to help support the digestive system and the bowels. And then one last one that I really, really enjoy. This is the seventh one is ashwagandha, and that's an adaptogenic herb. I also think that taking things like this, adaptogens, every day are a good idea, especially for women today because we have so many responsibilities. And with stress not going anywhere, it helps our body adapt to stress around us. Number one thing is to reduce stress if you can. But number two is to help our bodies support the natural phases of an adaptation when we have stress. So those are seven of the more upstream ones, and then we've got like the downstream ones too. Did you want me to talk about those? Oh,
0: please. Are those the so are those the supplements you're going to talk about? Help with PMS?
1: Yeah. So all of these are all supplements that are helping with PMS. Um, specifically, what I wanted to say too about ashwagandha, it's it helps to reduce cortisol. Um, which like we talked about earlier, cortisol um, is is more bossy than estrogen. It goes in and it it binds to receptor sites so our body can't um, function normally. We've got kind of this state of fight or flight at all times. So all of the things that I just talked about are are really helpful um, for PMS symptoms. But the next ones are um, the liver and the the colon. We really wanna support our, our body's ability to detox stuff and get it out of the body. And then also in the colon, the less crap we have in there, the better that we're able to create hormones imbalances that we might need because that's the estrobolome, right? This new research that says that our bacteria, which 99%, which make up 99% of us can actually turn on the right DNA that synthesizes and makes healthy hormones. But like we talked about earlier, candida can actually make bad hormones too and, and release yeast throughout the body that the body gets confused by. So that is why probiotics are the number one staple that I recommend in anybody's health regime because we used to get probiotics from the soil and the soil used to have like hundreds of I think like 80 something minerals plus nutrients in it now it's got like four or five something crazy like that so we've got to make up for it somehow and that's why I like um, soil and spore-based probiotics because it fulfills what uh, our food did not like it takes now Um, three or four heads of broccoli to get the same nutritional value of what it used to be, right? So same thing, and that's why I recommend probiotics on a pretty regular basis. Um, We also know that the one that I do like and I love is Megaspore. It is the only one that has been clinically tested to support the lining of the intestine and which helps to heal the the leaky gut. Uh, And this is what a lot of GI doctors will not recognize, leaky gut, as an issue but it happens when you've got high levels of candida, which is you know the estrogen dominance PMS triage. Um, and so you've got candida that's like poking holes in the lining of the intestines and allows the fungus to go throughout the body and travel, which we don't want, because then it starts degrading our hairs and our nails and when we're overweight, because um, the fat has to go somewhere, the estrogen has to go somewhere and gets stored in fat and tissues and organs. So if we take something like a probiotic that will not only restore the good bacteria in the gut, and crowd out, bully out the things like candida, but also can um, seal and heal the lining of our intestines. So even if we do have some candida, it can't travel all throughout the body and cause systemic damage in all parts of the body. So it's our immune system and we really want to support that. And if it's making vitamins, if our microbiome is making vitamins and getting rid of the bad stuff, we want to support that because that's a biggest heavy hitter. We might be able to cover like 10 vitamins with just one probiotic. I'm not saying that's you, but if you're deficient in a lot of vitamins, you're probably deficient in the good bacteria that help to synthesize those vitamins. So, I think that's really important: is um, adjusting colon health, and then um, liver support. We talked about uh, DIM a little bit already earlier. Uh, like I said, it takes like two pounds of those vegetables in order to get um, the proper dose that you would need to flush the bad estrogens from the liver. So, I also love DIM. Uh, taking DIM. Uh, also, Vitex Chaseberry helps balance the estrogen and the progesterone ratios, indole-3-carbinol, like 300 milligrams daily. This is all in the book, so you don't have to remember all of it, <laughs> but it helps, it helps the liver to metabolize the estrogen. And so if you have less estrogen, then you've got a better immune system and you probably have less candida. So the the root ones that I, I, I would never want to see a woman get rid of her PMS symptoms or, or hormonal problems and then just, oh, I, I got there, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna be lax now about my diet or my supplements or my personal care product regime. These are things that I recommend, you know, as a core five uh, to anybody's supplement regime is supporting the gut with probiotics, supporting the liver because it has so many jobs to do and it gets so congested so easy. And then supporting the body's ability to metabolize food and get food out of the body, like the the waste products of food. So um, get it, the liver support. Uh, there's all different kinds of things you can do for liver support. But lemon oil is really powerful. So even if you just, you know, one, and when you go to the restaurants, I actually don't drink tap water from restaurants. I'll drink, bring my own. And then I put some um, essential oil drops because the, the lemons that they give you sometimes can have a lot of like bacteria on them too. So lemon is very powerful for flushing a lot of bad estrogens in the body. I can keep going on and on about this, but a lot of it's in the book yeah
0: and I, I love that too i love a glass of water with essential oil lemon in it fantastic i love that like first thing in the morning it's really good too yeah and so why don't you tell the listeners where they can learn more about you and the, the free gift that you're offering them
1: oh sure sure okay this is a fun part yay other than the poop we talked about too so. <laughs> um okay there's one thing that i have made I like to make things too. So a lot of people are becoming like the newest revolution now is people are wanting to learn more about the individual ingredients that are in their supplements. I hope that the people that you've interviewed, and I'm sure that they have talked about individual ingredients and the bioavailability in the body. So what are harmful, what are not. So I suggest you guys listen to as much of this and pun intended absorb as much of it as you can. So, um, what I am offering today, and I would love for you guys to try this out is something I made myself. I like to make my own little roller balls and this is actually um, one of the things I don't really get PMS, Wendy. I'm just like you. Like, when I hear my clients say, Oh, I can't go to the gym today because I just started my period, I'm like, So? Yeah. What? <laughs> so you started your period. So, well, we got to work on that, ladies. We got to work on that because you shouldn't really. Be, you, you shouldn't have to not do the things in your life because yeah. of your periods, right, your PMS. So um, I have this, I just actually like this for anything. I get a little crampy sometimes, and that tells me I need to probably take some of the DIM, um, flush some estrogens, maybe do a coffee enema. But this has geranium oil, it has chamomile, clary sage, and marjoram. And a lot of these oils, you know, you can put anywhere in the body. Uh, you can put it around your neck. Um, they support the endocrine system. And they support PMS. I put them down here on the belly. You can put them in those areas that you're feeling your problem points during PMS. And so what I'm giving away today is for the top 50 women or men, if this is for your lady, (laughs) who, um, who want to get a free sample of Clary Calm, it's a blend of a lot of these. And so I've got 50 and I've got samples waiting, a little bit more of education to help you guys learn about this stuff. And then I've also got for my program, The Warrior Cleanse coming up October 4th, it's a Tuesday, I teach people how to detox for 30 days and then beyond. And then um, also is the ebook that you guys will see. But I wanted to share something, this just happened yesterday. One of my clients, she um, had a lot of history of PCOS, and a lot of history of PMS, just a lot of history of a lot of problems, female problems, you know, the women's health, hormonal issues. And I gave her just a really simple protocol with some essential oils and a few other things, um, just cleaning up her diet a little bit. She hadn't had her period for four months and she got her period back two days after she started the protocol. It was like immediate. And she called me screaming of joy, of joy. So she, yay, I got my period. And it was a good thing. So. Uh, essential oils can be very powerful. You know, we just think that sometimes they're used for fragrance, but this is stuff that was used for thousands of years before, um, you know, prescriptions. So a lot of these oils really support the body's ability to stabilize and, and harmonize progesterone, estrogen, and the detoxification pathways of the body. So I wanted to offer that because to me it's so exciting, and to me it really is nourishing to hear a woman um, scream of joy because her period just showed up. Yes. <laughs> So that's my free gift and I'm sure there will be plenty of people who, if they really want to take advantage of that, they can reach out to me too. All of the links are going to be below for you guys to follow me or find me or be able to redeem your free gift. I really want you to. And if you have any questions, you guys can always um, schedule a free consultation with me too. I've got 10 a month that I offer. So make sure you're on that before you have to get on a guest list. Any questions at all, you can schedule that on my website, DianeKazer.com. Yes. Well, so how do you spell your website? Just so that oh, yeah, know. okay. Um, do I remember how to spell my name or am I brain fogging <laughs> from PMS? Okay. Diane, D-I-A-N-E-K-A-Z, like zebra, e And the free gift is going to be on dianekazer.com forward slash P-M-S, which is going to stand for something totally different than what it does right now for you guys.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, Diane. That was so informative because so many women are having trouble like this, or having trouble with PMS and mood swings. And then down the road, if that's not addressed... You know, you can have other health issues, autoimmune disease, cancer, endometriosis, reproductive issues, and these aren't difficult problems to solve. You just have to be aware of excess estrogen and the factors that contribute to it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Everyone, thank you again for listening to one of our talks on the Medicinal supplements Summit. So many women are struggling with PMS, uh, PMS, but there's so many things you can do to make that time easier, one being leveling out your hormones with supplements. If you enjoyed this talk, please enjoy 36 more talks by purchasing the Medicinal Supplement Summit. We discuss every aspect of supplementation, how to take supplements properly, what ingredients to avoid, the best testing to customize supplements to your body. It's all covered on the Medicinal Supplement Summit. You can learn more at MedicinalSupplementSummit.com. This is Wendy Myers, and my hope is that you experience the health that you deserve. And that all begins with taking the right supplements for you.